0: Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of
1: lawyers. I don't know who came up with that line, but it's certainly one of the best there is. Classic. <laughs> Welcome to again to another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts with you. Uh, for this afternoon we are uh, bunker and i are streaming live from the white stallion ranch just north of tucson the beautiful white stallion beautiful, ranch beautiful. Well, it's a beautiful day too. well yeah it's a, a wonderful day billowing uh, clouds I know. over the catalinas yeah. most excellent John day Ford country todd, and todd is uh, streaming to us from los angeles howdy i surely am gentlemen <laughs> Got any John Ford clouds out there? uh, (laughs) No John Ford clouds in Los Angeles. Uh,
2: I keep looking for them. It's always my fantasy, (laughs) but I don't necessarily find them. Uh, But you know, it's. uh, I was in the valley earlier, and it was ninety-five degrees. Good grief! And um, you know, uh, it's usually not this hot at uh, necessarily at this time of year, but it is now. I give up.
1: Yeah. Well. It's that, it's that time of year, but nothing else we can yeah. do about that, I reckon. Well, oh, we got a different headset right, here. I'm going to be headsets. silent for a minute but, uh, here Bunker's, while I... Bunker's pretty, having trouble hearing, and it's and not because pretty, of... Pretty pink headset here. I know, it's the, uh, the backups. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're gonna our, our topic today is uh, female character actors. It is a Movie Saturday program. Our guest uh, was going to be uh, Western Writers of America author Chris Enns. Um, unfortunately, she's not going to be able to join us because uh, she had to get, she and her family had to get evacuated due to a uh, fire near her home in uh, somewhere in California there. So uh, we're, we're hoping that all is going to be well with her and uh, all the critters that she has are, are safe and sound as well as uh, she and the rest of her family. So, as, and her research for God's sake. <laughs> so does that not work either? Oh, bunker, bunker, Well our our thoughts and prayers go out. Yeah. And her and her family and Absolutely. any critters and
0: and hopefully her magic cl- closet is going to be safe. She does have a magic closet. She does a she does a podcast Try these. The closet that is hilarious.
1: Try these. What's that? Oh. Little earbuds. Try oh, those. Yeah, See if you can stuff plan, those in. Plan three. <laughs> yeah. Ah, you know, hey, at least we have internet this time, so... Yeah, Uh, there's always something. Yeah, there's always something. Last time uh, we got together, we had crap internet, and today we have good internet, so uh, let's hope that everything is going to fly the way it's supposed to fly. Western female character actors, and uh, you know, you can have a Western, uh, you need cowboys, you also need cowgirls. You need hey. cows or horses or whatever, but yeah,
0: you, well, you you need you need, need the accoutrements. Y- yeah, you know, you got to have someone to save, you know, someone to be on a runaway stagecoach, you know, someone to be in the saloon when you come in to belly up next to you and tell you how how handsome you are and can you buy me a drink?
1: Well, now in the first western, the Great Train Robbery, we did not have uh, a female lead as such. Uh, they
0: had the dance the,
1: scene, though. The, the dance scene, yeah. But uh, when did we start seeing uh, women getting more involved in uh,
0: Well, that's a good question. I, I don't know exactly, but I've got a lady here, Lucille Mulhall. Uh, she is co- considered the first cowgirl. She was a well-known cowgirl and Wild West performer, very much admired by Theodore Roosevelt, and also known as America's original cowgirl. Really? And she had a she had a, like a list of like five different titles, Queen of the Rodeo, Queen of the, but she was she was a trailblazer in a lot of ways because uh, she grew up, of course, on the family ranch and could out cowboy the cowboys and she was very petite, but she could ride the saddle Bronx, she could shoot, she did five three films, uh, two in 1905. Both of them, you might call them documentaries. They were shorts. Uh, the first one was Lucille Mulhall and the trick horse, and it was just her uh, putting a horse through its paces, the tricks that it could do. The second one was Lucille Mohol roping and tying a steer, which is her you know, bearing down, throwing the big loop, catching the steer, jerking them down, and doing all that. And then in 1925, she did an actual movie, Called the Cherokee Strip, which was be, uh, produced by the Miller Brothers 101 Ranch. And they were, they were one of the early big producers of lots, tons and tons of shorts uh, Evolved into Bison 101, uh, which a lot of silent collectors are familiar with. Now I have another lady here, Edith Story. She's considered the first cowgirl film star and uh, she was born in 1892 and died in 1967. Uh, She was an excellent horsewoman, could do her own stunts, uh, and as the cowboy said, she could ride anything with air. Uh, She did nearly 150 films between 1908 and uh, 1921. Actually, it's uh, 185 plus credits. She did, uh, I guess one of the earliest ones was the Immortal Alamo uh, as Lucy Dickinson and this was done, if I remember right, by the state of Texas and this was also the very first uh, Alamo movie short. Okay. And then she did a couple uh, where she played a character, Billy, who was playing boys parts and the first was Billy and his pal and the second was Billy the Kid uh, and that's got kind of Kind of neat in a way because Billy the Kid was a girl,
1: <laughs> but uh,
0: in the first one, her co-star, we've talked about him quite a bit in the past, was Francis Ford. Yes, and I, I saw some pictures of him there. God, he he was a hundred times better looking than John Ford. This guy was <laughs> handsome, and this is before he became a producer. Uh huh. He, he did. He was he a leading man. Films, yeah. Obviously, she also went on to do in 1917. Captain of the Gray Horse Troop is Elsie. In uh, 1918, she did a couple, did more than this, but I'm just focusing on the westerns. Yeah. Revenge is Ava Lee. Acclaim is Belle Jones. 1919, she did as the sun went down as Colonel Billy. And I'm figuring that maybe this was uh, the same Billy character as he mm-hmm. got older, or she got older, they got older. And then there was When the Tables Turned and The Silent Woman. And that's that's I kind of left off with her, because I could spend probably an hour just reading her credits. Now, the next lady, this is an interesting one, this is Dorothy Page. And she was called The Singing Cowgirl. And uh, her uh, portrait was on the cover of Saturday Evening Post in the early 20s. Uh in a radio contest sponsored by Paul Whiteman you know, the famous band leader uh-huh. and so uh, she won that and she was a gifted singer a very gifted uh, vocalist and was dubbed the one of America's ten most beautiful women interesting now, she went on to she did she did uh, a series of uh, three westerns actually did more but uh, I'm trying to remember it, was studio. it was National General I think it was uh, she was replacing Tex Ritter because he'd been moved uh, away to another studio. The studio was trying to survive, and they thought maybe uh, because Autry was so popular, they could come up with a singing woman. Okay. That this would you know, this would uh-huh. keep them going. And so she did three. She did Water Rustlers as Shirley Martin. Uh, it was for Grand National, was the company. And then she did... Uh, vitamin cowgirl and the singing cowgirl and again that's what she was known as the singing cowgirl and then she just went on other pursuits after
2: that Uh, you got anything there todd you want to throw at us well you know i think all of your um mentions are first class and i think they all uh more than qualify i kind of came up as usual, I'm a little bit contrary, probably more so when I've been drinking than other times, but that's another story, and I'm well, not I'm going to divulge whether or not I've been drinking. I'm not no telling. i alcoholic, but it's a hardy kids. Yeah, but my list really centers more, I took Harry for, you know, what he said, which was character actresses, and I know we've done a character actors before more than once, and so mine is more about character actresses so um, I'll throw them out or a few of them and I'll come back to the rest Uh, my top top favorite character actress of all time is Olive Carey Harry Carey Sr.'s wife Harry Carey Jr.'s mother she's in The Searchers Uh, she's in um, so many great films Uh, you know uh, she almost well she was a hundred and Uh, no, she was uh, 92 when she passed and she was in The Searchers and uh, Run of the Arrow and The Alamo and um, she was in uh, Dark Passage and she was just great and she had such a great look about her that was so real I mean, she looks like the women in the photographs that you find of, uh, of the period of time My other big-time, big-time favorite is Thelma Ritter. There you go. Just, my God, she's so good. Uh, She's so real. Um, And uh, I love her with, teamed up with um, Debbie Reynolds in uh, How the West Was Won. And, uh, you know, Robert Preston is just head over heels. He's a rancher, and he's head over heels with... Debbie Reynolds and he keeps trying to get her to marry him he says listen uh, I have a very simple desire and arrangement here in mind we're going to get married Um, we're going to have six kids or so uh, and you'll run the house and I'll build this ranch and together we'll be very happy and every time she's like "Uh, thank you but no and uh, whenever then Robert Preston leaves uh, Thelma Ritter will walk in and go you know sometimes i think you're smart and then other times i realize you're not so because there's always these little one-liners she throws in these singers like you know if a man like if a man like that was after me uh i wouldn't let him walk two steps you know there's just great lines coming out of her and my third one I've got nine total. Is Marjorie Main? I just and nice. she, of course, is one in one of our bumpers. Nice. Uh, come a step closer, and yep. old Bessie will spit right in your eye. <laughs> just, uh, just a lot of women here. You know, not they don't have to be not attractive to be character actresses, and I think that's proven by the great Claire Trevor. Ah, yeah. Who. Was I think most people think of her better, more than a, more than a beauty. She was a great character actress, and you know she won Best Supporting Actress or at least was nominated for a role in Key Largo. Um, she was, but she's very pretty and very sexy. Well, I want to go back and visit your, your three ladies here
0: because uh, you know Ollie. Her first movie was Tess of the Storm under her maiden name of Ollie Golden. And You mentioned the searchers. Uh, she was Mrs. Clanton in Gunfight at the OK Corral, the 1951. Uh, she did. This is <laughs> this is yes, one of is. this is one of everybody's favorite, and this was a major role for her. She played Dr. Henrietta Hall in Billy the Kid versus Dracula. <laughs> and, but she but she was a trooper. She came across, it. she the best thing in it. I think was her. She did a TV. Uh, Red Ryder as the Duchess, and they actually shot it up in the Phoenix area, uh, and then she did Tombstone Territory episode, and she did, of course, two Road together uh, was one of the moms, and just, she was always just so solid, so dependable, and of course, the searchers, you know, you'll never beat that. Uh, Marjorie Maine, she was an MGM contract player in the 40s and 50s. Also a character actor and a singer. She's a hell of a singer. Uh, you know,
1: and that's something you don't think about when you see these women who portray certain characters yeah. continually. That they are they. You don't even think about. Well, th- her can other she talents. sing? Uh, yeah. yeah. What are what are her other talents? Well, you know,
0: she did she did seven films with Wallace Beery, and I believe four of them were westerns. She did Wyoming. Uh, Jackass Mayo, Bad Bascom. Uh, She was in the Harvey Girls as Sonora Cassidy, the chief cook. And that was a very interesting part. And then she did, this is the one that blows everybody away. She did the Egg and I. Ma Kettle. This was so successful that they went on to do ten Ma and Pa Kettle pictures. That's right. And she she was the
2: star. She's fabulous, by the way, Bunker, also in Stella Dallas as Mrs. Martin. Yeah. which I think you know is without a doubt hands down Barbara Stanwyck's greatest role she rips your heart apart every time and, and when you watch Marjorie Main in that film she stands right up to her did, she, was, shoulder it was a, to shoulder
1: was, Mar, was Marjorie it? also in Tugboat Annie did she portray that character well that was a uh, uh, Dresser oh Marie Dresser okay
2: Marie Dresser okay. she oh, no, was she, also in Dark Command yes as Mrs. Cantrell yeah. and Mrs. Adams yes um you know, just a, uh, an actress who really, you know, you know, she's great. Oh, by God, she's so good in Shepherd of the Hills as Granny Becky. This when, is, they, when, when they take her bandages off after they've done the uh, surgery to give her her sight back, she's fabulous. Oh, This is, this is one, of the,
0: one of her, I think, one of her most hilarious ones. Wistful Widow, Wagon Gap as Widow Hawkins. Uh, That was an Abbott and Costello western, and it could only, as an Abbott and Costello picture, be hilarious. Of course. And then you mentioned Claire Trevor. Uh, She was born in New York City. Uh, Graduated American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Uh, She did did stage, Vitaphone shorts, TV, nominated for four Academy Awards, one supporting actress for Key Largo. Won an Emmy in 1956 for Dodd's work. Uh, Best of the Bad Men, Dark Command, The Desperados, Man Without a Star, Texas, one of my favorites. stage horse, of course. Stranger wore a Gun, Valley of the Giants. You know, it just it goes on and on and on and on.
1: And speaking of going on and on and on, we're going to do our first commercial break here. It'll go on and on and, and it'll on. go on and on and on. This is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to Friends, and Todd Roberts with you. It is Movie Saturday, and we're talking about female character actors in the West. We'll be right back.
0: Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true West where a large number of Westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed
1: Winchester 73. <laughs> Come <laughs> Activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call five two zero two nine seven zero two five two. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard? earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. i Miss Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management. 7411 East Tank of Verde in Tucson. 520-777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at voicesofthewest.net. America, let me tell you about Sergeant
2: Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient,
0: and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after
1: serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honorveterans to find out how you can help. All right. All right listeners, you like westerns, right? You I mean you do listen to this program. So, you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five were the best cowboy movies. got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to best westerns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear.
0: What happened to you?
1: Oh, we was having an argument with one of them cow steel nesters when a couple of fellows in the store jumped us from behind. Who were they? I don't know. Never saw them before. More settlers, I suppose.
0: They're coming in like grasshoppers.
1: This is the voices of the West. Do 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 blue, do blue I wanna be a cowgirl in the movies. I wanna hear them shooting iron's roar. I only know it would be thrilling to pump the blanks into a villain and see the ketchup a blood of spilling on the floor.
2: I want to be a cow gal in the movies. I want to yell, Kai, buddy,
1: oh, kai. We're back on Emil Francis' Voices of the West. Harry Alexander Bunker to France. Todd Roberts with you. It's uh, Movie Saturday, streaming to you from the White Stallion Ranch. And in case you're wondering, uh, that is Beatrice Kay. Yeah. And, and the name of the tune is I Want to Be a Cowboy in the Movies, but actually a cowgirl in the movies. So
0: Well... You know that's part of the political correct now. You know, it used to be cowgirls, or
1: you know, now they're 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 cowboys. Cow person. Yeah, cow. Or do cows use pronouns? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. When we were working the pictures, you know, they
0: would have the gals out there playing townsmen. Yeah. Townspeople and they'd always dressed him you know they didn't they never looked like the beautiful starlets and we called them prairie frumps probably can't do that
1: either. oh god we're talking about uh, western character actresses uh, our, our guest was supposed to be chris n's western writers of america author but she's unable to join us because uh, she had to evacuate her home due to uh, a threat of a fire uh there in california so we're hoping that all uh, goodies concerning with Chris are um, safe and sound. So. And we're hoping to hear good reports. We are. Alright, so one of the so ladies...
2: Let me just go ahead. throw out uh, one little comment on Thelma Ritter. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which I f- forgot to mention was, she's the only actress in history to have six nominations uh, for Best Supporting Actress wow. and Never Win. Wow. Uh, the only one who comes close to that but in a different way, it's Deborah Carr, who had six nominations as Best Actress and never won. Wow. Uh, but, you know, Ritter constantly worked. She's fabulous in uh, um, Rear Window, and she's just, every time I see her on the screen, I go, okay, I'm in for a treat. Yeah. Here she is.
1: No question about it. One of the ladies that I'd like to uh, talk about is, uh, is uh, she, her name is Marin Sace. Um, she was a uh, a silent star, uh, as were many of these uh, women uh, when they started out. Um, Marin is, uh, according to her IMDb biography, she's uh, descended from one of the earliest Spanish families of California, and apparently Marin County was named after one of her ancestors. Um, she possessed a fine singing voice, and after graduation from school, went to New York to pursue an operatic career. However, not long after uh, Arrival, she changed her mind and uh, uh, her career path as well. And before long, she was pairing in two real comedies for uh, the Vitagraph Company. Her career progressed steadily and she was soon working on full-length films and serials, uh, Journey to Hollywood, began appearing in westerns, most often with the Hooter, Hoot Gibson. And uh, she also became a fixture in action serials. She's a... a Formerly married to uh, actor Jack Jack Hoxie. Uh, They divorced. Action uh, Cowboy. Yeah, after about five years. And uh, she retired in 1953. And the woman has some 277 or 377 movie credits uh, to her. uh, And uh, what is it? uh, 273 film credits, uh, the bulk of them westerns. And I'm watching her now in. a, a serial uh, called uh, Deadwood Dick uh, from 1941, I think it is. You
0: know, that's an interesting thing because uh, in the silent era... Excuse me, she's playing, the,
1: she... she's playing the character uh, of Calamity Jane. Oh, okay. But, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because during the silent era, uh, the
0: serial was more the most popular yes. form and the most popular. Some of the most popular serials were the one starring the ladies.
1: Well, Pearl White. Yeah. I mean, you know, Perils of Pauline. Yeah. Uh, in one of the very first serials. And uh, there she is. I mean, and some of the first stars, too. Yeah. Okay, I've got Beulah Bondi.
0: There Talk you about go. her character <laughs> actress. Now, she played eccentric mothers, grandmothers, wives. In 1936, she did The Trail of Lonesome Pine as Melissa Tolliver. Uh, that was the first color film to be shot outdoors. Huh. not that kind of neat? Uh, she did Track of the Cat as Ma Bridges. It shows her a to the Cat. Beautiful, beautiful. And this is, this is so neat. Uh, her very last job was in uh, December 1976. She did a Waltons episode called The Pony Cart, and she won an Emmy for Outstanding Lead Actor for a Single Appearance in a Drama or Comedy. What a way to go out on your—no okay, kidding! Yeah, yeah. Top of it, she yeah. also uh, she did *The Furies* in 1950 mm-hmm. as Mrs. Anaheim, *The Baron of Arizona*. She was Loma Southerner, just on and on and on. Uh, here's another one we have talked about her quite often, and she could stand up to the men, Hope Emerson.
1: I was going to get to that because did I wanted—I well, no, I wanted uh, us to talk about. The great William Wellman movie, Westward the Women, yeah. in which ah. Hope Emerson is uh, one of the uh, uh, lead female characters. What a hell of a movie, man.
0: What a great movie. It's a classic, classic. Yeah. You know, she was an actress, a vaudevillian, a nightclub performer, a strong woman, and you can believe it. Yeah, for sure. You know, and uh, of course she did what well, she was with Patricia Hawley in Westward the Women. Uh, Patience. Yeah.
1: Patience Holly.
0: Patience Holly, that's right. Excuse me. Uh, she did a Death Valley Days. She starred as Big Liz Martin in Big Liz. She did a, the Guns of Fort Petticoat as Hannah Lacey. That runs all the time here, and she she's just such a
1: strong presence. Did you work with any of the um, ladies that we are talking about or may I, talk about? You know,
0: I would have to stop and go through my list because I can't off the top
1: of my head. I don't think so. A lot of them were dead before I was. Some of the other actresses uh, appearing in Westward the women Denise Darcel. Yes. Uh, Got her over. Here. Man, <laughs> talk yeah, about yeah, her, Bunkin. She she is she well all the women are lookers. Uh, yeah oh, okay she, we'll throw she. it out there yeah uh, Denise Darcel Julie Bishop um, yeah
0: I guess I don't have, I thought I had her okay well. Yeah. Please forgive me. And then this is this is one of my all-time favorites, and I think one of the very greatest. Lillian, middle name Diana, Ish. Ah, Dorothy. And the funny thing is, you know, they both did. You know, seems like thousands of things. Uh, But Dorothy didn't do as many westerns as Lillian. Lillian did a ton of westerns. She was an actress. Including Unforgiven. Yeah. Oh, yeah uh director or screenwriter. And, uh, she had a career a in the Sun. she had a career of seventy five years. She was considered the first lady of American cinema. She pioneered she pioneered fundamental film performance technique. Uh, and she was you mentioned Duel with the Sun. She was nominated for a supporting actress for that. Uh, she was in Knight of the Hunter as Rachel Cooper, you know, the protector of the kids. That's a that's yes. a classic movie. Unforgiven, Matilda, Zachary—that's one of my favorite. I think that's one of the best movies ever made. And of course, way back to *The Birth of a Nation*. She, and this is—I saw, I looked at a ton of, of clips from this one. The Wind as Letty. I was telling you about that at breakfast yeah. last week. Her performance in that is, as a West Virginia gal gone out west to Texas, and the, the wind and the storm and the stuff. And her slowly going mad, it is, you know, it makes you, it makes you think of the Holmesman. But man, what a performance. Mm, yeah. And the way it was shot was just so beautiful. And I so said, we got, uh, let's skip the rest of that stuff. Let's go. Here we go. This is one. Bessie Uh She was an early star of silent film. Worked for the Lasky and Triangle and other studios. Established her own company. Uh, her peak years was 1914 to 1920. Uh, she worked as late as the mid-30s. And she was up in Northern California. She was one of those little film companies up in Northern California. Her husband was a uh, big car dealer. And when she left Lasky Triangle, he built her own studio for them. Huh. And she, she went on to do a whole series... Her very first film was uh, Rose of the Rancho, directed by DeMille. She did Belle of Oste, The Gamblers, Two-Gun
1: Betty. She was just, you know, she was one of the pioneer ladies. Todd, do you think that uh, many of these directors and producers from the silent era recognized what they had with some of these uh, women who who were already stars or were going to become stars? Do you think those folks really knew what they had i
2: think i, I think it depends on the director mm-hmm. um and i think it depends on the producer as individuals i mean you know i i love joel silver films but let's be honest you know he's quoted more than once the same um you know uh women in my films are either um Uh, uh, naked and on their back or they're being chased by a big ugly guy Uh Um, and I think that that's not a new uh, thought process but I think at the same time you have directors like Ford uh, and Hawks. Hawks, no one profiled and tried to promote more powerful, intelligent, quick-witted women than Hawks. Uh There was always one in every film. Uh Um, I think that uh, uh, you look at uh, King Vidor the same way, and I think you look at uh, 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 Henry Hathaway. Uh, I think it just depends on the director. You know, obviously there was, as Bunker said, there were a lot more uh films back in the 30s or even earlier and in the 40s that were really popular because of the female stars. Yeah. Um you know, it's an untapped market. You you're going to get the boys to come uh but somebody had half a brain and said, "Let's go fill up the other half of the theater with girls." Plus at the lunch boxes and the cereal and all the rest of it. <laughs> uh, you know, it let's be and let, let me also say that Unfortunately, um, one of the reasons somebody does it or doesn't do it, in Hollywood especially, is because they see a way to make money. If they can make money, they're going to do it. If they don't figure out how to make money on that person or that subject, they're not going to do it. So when I see all this that's going on right now in media, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and all these um, women... Uh, in leading roles playing men's roles and they're tough and they can you know a five foot six hundred and thirty pound girl can take down a six foot two guy is it possible yeah i've i've seen girls like that but they're few and far between uh let's you know they're not that uh, not that uh, shall i say plentiful uh, all right just out of look at you know look at fire firefighters and law enforcers there you go um, well, and, and yeah. you know they tried to adjust the standards physically for them and you know we've sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't um, that's so a political, correct, I think correct. to answer yeah. your question Harry I think you, you you do find it but then again you know listen there's a lot of old guys that only can look at women a certain way and unfortunately that's a that's their loss uh, as my father used to say, it's good for my team. There's more to go around for
1: me, <laughs> so you know. All right. Now on that note, we're going to do our second commercial break Brother. here on Abel Franzese's Voice Brother. of the West. <laughs> it's Movie Saturdays, where we're streaming live to you from the. White Stallion Ranch, Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts will be back. Even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business. Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Olaho Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000 square foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSki.com. You've got some cattle you want, Russell, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. A little lady up the road piece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step nearer and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchman to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but lack like henchmen to pull off the job. What to do? You better start packing a handgun. Call Rent-A-Hench, we're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Rent-A-Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Rent-A-Hench,
0: I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you
1: that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our Renna henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions. And they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly.
0: Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a rena hench
1: to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey. Warm while you're gone. Bretahench, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the
0: work. Hi, my name is Roberta Shore and I play Betsy on the Virginian and I'd like to invite you all to listen to Voices of the West. <laughs>
1: On Abel Franz's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. We're talking. uh, Actually, we're streaming live to you from the uh, White Stallion Ranch. Beautiful, Uh, beautiful White White Stallion Ranch. It's uh, Movie Saturday, and um, and you might notice a theme here. (laughs) Lots of women, (laughs) pretty girls. Yeah, not so pretty girls. Well, you know that's the uh, that's the theme of uh, today's Movie Saturday. We're doing. Female Western character actors, actresses. I, you know, I prefer I prefer actor for the whole ball of wax instead of giving uh, I'm I'm it out. But in any event, it's, let's it's, go to the High Chaparral and talk about all the women who appeared in that one who were good character actresses. I know you're thinking there, aren't you, Bunker? I can't remember any.
0: <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, was, I was focusing on falling off of horses you know, and looking at well, looking at some of the style. pretty extra girls. <laughs> Actually, you yeah, talk about the extra girls, that's different. Oh, I remember right. a lot of those. But here's the one, one now. This and this is my this is my number one choice for characters. Kathy Araldo. Or as she came Katie into yeah. yes, Katie she came into the world as Maria Cristina Gerardo Garcia. Uh, it's born in Guadalajara, Mexico. She played sensuous, exotic lead supporting roles. She was married to Ernest Borgnine, and this she was discovered by Emilio Fernandez at 16 years old. Worked as a movie columnist writer movie reporter bullfight critic uh, was cast in Bud Becker's autobiographical film Bullfighter and the Lady and that was her first first film with an American in America I mean down in Mexico and she when she came to California she came as a movie critic interesting writing you know and she of course she had she had her she had her creds already established in Mexico yeah. And she, throughout her career, she was back and forth working in the U.S. and Mexico. Uh, she also was uh, a uh, Golden Boot Award winner in 1992, which for the cowboys in the picture businesses like the Academy Award or, uh-huh. or the Gold Silver Spur for the writers. She did High Noon as Helen Ramirez, and what a strong role! And she was she was still uh, learning English at that time. And in one of the, I think, one of the most memorable roles of all time uh, as Mrs. Baker in Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. When she just, oh. without saying a word, just sitting there watching Slim Pickens die as the son uh-huh. says. It breaks your heart because uh-huh. you know, it it's just heart. breaking her heart. heart. She did yep. Broken Lance. She was nominated for an Oscar supporting yes. actress for that one. She did Man from Del Rio as Estella, who is a... a, a good Mexican woman in Del Rio, Texas, who uh, Anthony Quinn is a low-life, no-good gunfighter who she redeems and also falls in love with. Arrowhead is Nita. The children of Sanchez is Chata. You know, she was just a stay-away Joe with Elvis in High Low country.
2: You know, she was just dynamite. Yeah, yeah. Go, well, go. i'm going to throw one out to you mercedes cambridge there you go uh yeah well, yeah she's there my golly uh, you know i know that i've gone on and on about her of course in giant but also um you know in johnny guitar her the the amount of venom and hate that she is able to harness and direct at john collins is it's a little overwhelming. I'm going to it, t- it, it, tell tell her what you told me here to think she's a little uh, she's a little
1: uh, she's a little uh, paranoid. I'm going to tell you both, fellas. But she turns out to be right. Yeah, this is what I want you to tell me. You, you know, you know what I have said about Johnny Guitar in the past that I, I think it's a dumb film, stupid film, and I love the film, and I, I still stand by that comment, having watched it again with a more critical I mean, should. Sure. with a more critical eye. It's interesting. My wife and I watched it. Neither of us really liked the film, but we watched it. And after we finished watching that movie, we went on to do other things. We didn't discuss it <laughs> well, okay, until the next day. Now, uh, what I'm well, it's point- got two things in it that are uh, three. Let Harry love. finisher First of all, This is
2: important. You know, it's shot in, in Oak Creek Canyon, just yeah, a few yeah. miles from my school, Verde Valley School. I understand,
1: called. understand that.
2: Number two, it has... Oh, uh, let, let Harry finish let his thing. Finish.
1: No. no, no, let him finish.
2: No, and number three, it has Mercedes Cambridge and Ward Bond. Um, I understand your feeling about it. Danny Mallerton hates the film. Well, He's, you know, there are a lot of people that I, I, I,
1: I watched. We watched the film again with a, a more critical eye. I've and, been educating him. And both of us. <laughs> you're right. And both of us, my wife and I both agree that Mercedes McCambridge would have been a much better character in the John uh, in the uh, uh, John Crawford role than John Crawford. Neither of us apparently like Joan Crawford,
2: <laughs> and well, I, you that's know, something also you have in common with Danny Millington and You can't
1: stand her. <laughs> I, the, the, I'm sure she's, I'm. You know, I don't... Who am I? I'm just a movie watcher. You know, who who
0: the hell... You have your right to your... Who the hell cares what I have, what I say? It's as important
1: as Todd and Mize and anybody else's. But... uh, It's like a chocolate and vanilla ice cream, Harry. But, but, yeah, Joan Crawford, I'm sorry. Uh, I understand the, the set with Johnny Guitar now a lot better than I did when I first watched it. Um... But Mercedes McCambridge, man, yeah, she'd be, she was my choice. She would have been my choice to play the Joan Crawford role, and uh, I wouldn't have even, I would not have even cast Joan Crawford. Well, <laughs>
0: continuing with Mercedes, Orson Welles called her the world's greatest living radio actress. Yeah, and she was, and uh, she, she was, and I fell in love with her in Giant, playing Luz. I was oh. just a young kid, but a cow, she was the perfect cow woman for me. She yeah, was just, she so, was. She was so perfect in that, and she got a Best uh, Sporting Actress Award for that. Uh, and also, this is kind of neat the hat she was wearing in the movie uh, was given to her by Gary Cooper. Oh, wow. Yeah, isn't that
2: cool?
0: <laughs> and then she did, you know, she did Sarah, uh, Cimarron as. As Mrs. Sarah Wyatt with Jalen Ford, she was just you know, she she's she's what you you know this is the kind of people you want to hold up to the
1: yeah. others and say, can you compare with this? Can you compete with this? Here's here's another woman uh, that has been overlooked frequently, Ellen Corby.
2: Yeah, oh, I have her on my list. Let's boy, t- she was in so many westerns. Talk about her, Todd. So many. Talk about her. Well, you know, from from. Uh, From uh, uh, Dark Passage uh, to um, uh, the 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 Far Country, Um, you know everybody thinks she was just Mrs. Walton, but she was a (laughs) great actress and and grandma, you know, and that uh, Grandma Walton, Grandma Walton. But you know, she had just a lot of, you know, she was a real actress. She was classically trained and she understood what it meant to be an actress. And she gave, you know, she gave her... She didn't phone any of her roles in. And that's, uh, you know, I think she played it straight and always did. I mean, and she's in everything from Rear Window. Um, uh, and, uh, excuse me, she's in Vertigo. She's in Sabrina. Um, you know, she, she had the chops, and she continued... You know, uh, to show them. And she wasn't afraid of it. And she was also not afraid to not wear makeup and not be uh, uh, glamorous. And she also had a comedic side to her because she's in Support Your Local Gunfighter. Yeah, And, uh, you know, she just, she she was on the Red Skelton Hour. Uh, She was on the Bill Cosby Show. Um, You know, she was just somebody that really had the chops and was not, uh, not afraid to show them. And, yeah. uh, you know, I just enjoy her every time I see her.
1: She also, uh, she played the newspaper editor in that, uh, Robert Culp, uh, Western, uh, uh television, Western crackdown, crack, uh, track down. Yeah. Crackdown. down. Uh, <laughs> <you're> not crack down, <laughs> track down. <laughs> well, here's what well, yeah.
0: Here's one now, and I think both of you will agree with me 100% on this one, Jeanette Nolan. Yeah, 70-year career in radio, stage, TV, film. Was nominated for four Emmys. More than 300 TV appearances. More appearances in Gunsmoke than any other female. Uh, other than uh, she, Kitty. Well, than Kitty, of course. We're talking guests like Morgan, you know. <laughs> but uh, she was Dirty Sally. TV was an Emmy nom for that. Uh, She was a regular on the, during the, uh, on the Virginian, as Holly Granger, during John McIntyre's tour of duty at Rancher. The Horse Whisperer, she was uh, Robert Redford's mom in that. Guns that fed Fort fort, Petticoat, I can't say that. Say that real quick. Uh, (laughs) Cora Melivan, Saddle Tramp with Joel McRae, she was the old rancher's wife. Great. Two Road Together was Mary McCandless. You know, you know, these these ladies are all exemplary.
2: They're things to be held up and, and uh, celebrated.
1: So, westerns are more I'm than just. I'm going to throw another one out. Yeah, to go you. ahead. Go
2: ahead. My mother's just, it was a funny little joke between my mom and I. As the actress Lynn Roberts, who was in so many Gene Autry films, mm-hmm. um, you know and it just my mom got a kick out of the fact that there was an actress with her name even though it was her married name but nonetheless and she was beautiful and she worked with everybody from Lyle Bettinger to Gene uh, Autry to on and on and on and that's uh, just you know somebody that really I always get a kick of seeing her name uh, of course on top of all uh, uh, I forget the other one she was in but that one and then the last one I want to throw out to you is Paula Truman Who plays the granny in Outlaw Josie Wales. Okay. uh, The grandmother of Sandra Locke in the movie. And uh, she's just, she was a a young beauty who, you know, played a lot of b roles and a lot of background roles and so on. But that's where she got really a lot of her notoriety is that character, the old grandma in outlaw Josie Wales.
1: All right, we're going to do our final commercial break now here on Amo Franzi's Voices of the West. It's movie Saturday. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts. We'll be back with much more after this. Arizona,
0: the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true West, where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy
1: Stewart filmed Winchester '73. <laughs> earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. i Miss Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management. 7411 East Tancorverde in Tucson. 520-777-1911. Read classic western comics anytime Time at voicesofthewest.net. of <laughs> have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse it Around is a 501 C3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website Horse Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horse at around
0: As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform. Let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honorveterans to find out how you can help.
1: All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? I mean, you do listen to this program. So, you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to best westerns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. You out there! Come one step nearer and old best here will spit right in your eye. Hi, Kate. Take it easy, it's me. That'll teach you to talk back to a lady. And the next time you come festering around here, remember, Aunt Oakley and me went to the same finishing school. This is the Voices of the West.
2: I'm gonna have a cowboy wedding When the sage is all a-bloom To the mountains I'll be heading. For my sunny,
1: moon. We're back on Emil Francie's Voices even of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts. Final moments of the program there. Betsy uh, Montana. Nancy Montana. Yeah. Good call, Bunker. More, she was famous for. Uh, 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 she was the first gold record. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. She's a cowboy sweetheart. But she also did other stuff right there. Uh, well, you know, have a she, cowboy she, wedding. she was
0: even coming up, up into the late 80s uh, coming to the Western Music Association and still singing and was teaching
1: yodeling classes. Oh, yeah. oh boy. Yeah. One lady that we did not talk about uh, that we're going to talk about here briefly since we've only got a few minutes left is uh, Mrs. Alex Stone. You know her better as Donna Reed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you go.
1: Well, you know, she had a great backlog of movies here.
0: Apache Trail, Black Class, Far Horizons, Ginny Anley, Gentle Annie, Gun Fury, Hangman's Knot, which I really like a lot. They rode
1: west. Three hours to kill. And she, you know, she, according to IMDb biography, she was a she was quite the little thing there, five foot three and a half. Man, oh man,
0: like a Derringer. <laughs>
1: it's like a Derringer.
0: Well, I've got I've got one. We gotta we gotta come out with one that's a little controversial. All right, Claudia Cardinale. Yeah, uh, okay. She's a modern actress, but Italian actress, born in Tunisia. Actually, she's Tunisian, but, but she worked Italian, French, and English films, outspoken on women's rights, UNESCO Goodwill Ambassador. The Los Angeles Times Magazine named her among the 50 most beautiful women in film history. But her filmology is what I base it on. What's Upon a Time in the West is Joe McBain? I mean, I thought she was excellent. The professionals as Maria oh yeah yeah please the legend of Frenchy King her and Bridget Bardot in a Western how can you fail <laughs> circus That's world look. circus world with uh, with John Wayne she's the little sister to uh, Peter Ava uh, Gardner I think it was uh, the ruffian and as late as 2015 she did a film twice upon a time in the West as herself, and I was looking at clips from that, and it looks like an Italian Tarantino. I mean, you know, wow, weird.
1: All right, we did not talk about Virginia Gregg. No. Uh, she Ooh. she did a lot of uh, television and a lot more radio. Yes. Uh, in the uh, specifically the Paladin uh, radio. Show with uh, starring John Daner yeah. uh, but she also was in a bunch of other t- uh, television uh, and movies. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, my top pick, I think, is going to have to be the uh, ever uh, always talented and always lovely Jennifer Holt. Oh, <laughs> I know. Sorry, fellas. Uh, no, Harry, I agree with you. She's beautiful. I'm going to run through just a
0: quick, gorgeous, quick bunch of names because we don't have time to talk about them all but they'll, they'll ring Ann Baxter yeah. Jane Darwell yep. Joanne Drew yeah. Kathleen Freeman wow uh, Texas Guinan uh, Diane Lane Look ne- at Neola May she was an Arizona Indian who worked in Silence Virginia Mayo uh, Beatrice Michelina another Silence Virginia Mayo who I think is one of the most beautiful women that ever Joanne won. Drew Geraldine Page uh one of the best Western
1: women ever in Hondo. And Linda Cristal is who I was trying to think oh, of before. They, oh Linda okay. Cristal, I said yeah. I sent her for Chef yeah. Yeah. Ralph. I was thinking of Jazen Page
2: uh, yeah. got nominated for best uh, best actress. Yeah for Hondo.
0: Well it was Esther Ralston and Barbara Stanwyck, Stella Stevens, you know, I, I love Stella Stevens. Joe Van Fleet, Gary Washington, Marie Windsor Gene Arthur, Kareem Calvert, sure. Linda Darnell, Yvonne DiCarlo, Annie Dick, uh, Dickinson, Angie Dickinson, Ellen Drew, Penny Edwards, Carolyn and West, Jones.
2: Yeah. Carolyn Jones. Lisa Farr,
0: Annie
1: Francis, Rhonda Fleming. Suffice to say that the Western could not, the Western could survive if it did not have uh, ladies in it, but I'll tell you what it makes it a hell of a lot more pleasurable
0: <laughs> well, it, it, adds, it adds an element of conflict, an element of risk, an element of heroism you know,
1: and someone that the cowboy has to save and the cow you know and the cowgirl needs a hero there you go and, you know what what better hero than a the well, cowboy and, there you go,
2: and she also
1: saves the cowboy there yes. you go yeah all right that's uh that's all the time we got for today. Again, uh, hoping Chris Enns and family and, and yes. uh, goodies are, are safe uh, from the fire. She was supposed to be our yes. guest today, but uh, couldn't because of that. So uh, next, next week, next week uh, I have no idea what we're doing. I know I'm going to be in Los Angeles that's right, yeah. well, visiting that's right. uh, Todd Roberts. And so, Bunker, you're going to be somewhere. Well, you'll be back in time for the show. Yeah, well, okay. no, I'll, well, be, I'll, no. Be on, I'll be on the show. Yeah. We're going to, Todd and I well, are going to do, do the a show can? there. Oh, yeah, well, I'll be, and you'll I'll be, be in, in my Tucson, living room. Or in your living room or on the can or whatever. Oh, that's very, well, at least there, I put the <laughs> phone, I can walk
0: to there, yeah. Well, that's where you do your best thinking. <laughs> you know, you're right. If, if That's how I start my mornings. Until then, 78, 79.
1: 80 beautiful ladies in skirts O's. All right, everybody. Until next week, thank you much for joining us. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to
0: Emil Franzig's Voices of the West.